if you can't get your heart rate up this week, you need to see a cardiologist. It's Florida Georgia week, and we're coming to you on a late night dilly dilly. Yes, it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey! What if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye! I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Good evening to you on a Monday night, late night, dilly dilly. It is Florida Georgia week. And who knew? Who had any idea? A long time ago, when we started this show in January, when we were talking about these Gators who was going to coach them, that we'd be talking about a game between two top ten teams, Saturday in Jacksonville, for Florida Georgia. My goodness. If you can't get going now, you can't get going. This is the time. On the program tonight, we'll have Dan Mullen answering a couple of my questions about how come nobody asked about being ranked? Number nine in the country, how does it feel? We'll talk about that. Now we've got the Minister of Information. He's standing by, saw him at the press conference today. Graham Hall will join us, get his take on the presser, and then the Iron Duke himself will join us. On the program here tonight on Facebook Live. Also coming to you many ways on our podcast. Check out our podcast, by the way. You can get it, see it on SoundCloud, uh, here on SoundCloud and iTunes and, uh, all over the place. Uh, if you need information on that, let me know. But well, here's somebody who found it. Elaine McKinstry. Elaine, nice going. I'm told you watch and listen to our, uh, podcasts every week. We dedicated these podcasts to you all week. You can find them on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Check them out. You'll be glad you did. So it's time to get, uh oh, here he comes, folks. You knew he would show up because why? It's Florida, Georgia week, and he wants to dance. Let's let him go. The Crown Prince is in the house. There he is. Who knew? He just shows up out of nowhere, out of the shadows. Oh, oh, oh. Well, let's just let it play, I guess. What's this call, this crazy thing, anyway? Oh, my! Oh, my. Ugh. Knock everything oh. Knocking everything over! The glasses, the wine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was going just fine till just now. Ugh. Will you sit down and be still? Island? I don't care about the words. I've got more important words tonight having to do with the Bulldogs and Gators. That's what's important. It's wide out. 
Listen. So what out? So what out? So what out? Don't of, believe in the curse. Let all the. Uh, I don't want to hear. I don't want to read about that. Don't start with that. Don't. Don't. So white out. It's going to be awesome. All right, folks. I guess we'll have to wait till this settles down before we can actually get back to business. Woo! Did am I late? Where? Are, yeah. Where are the comments anyway? Here, I kind of not seeing them. I don't know. Uh, I know why because I didn't put this on. I brought uh, some wine. Here we go. Here they come. Uh, yeah. Um, Vino, yeah, Brendan, I went to the press conference today and had a chance to talk well, to you. I know, I watched, I watched yeah. your, watched your, uh, you and Chad's thing. Yeah. And I'm always watching, but. For sure. Well, you, you know, you're one of those couch tweeters, as they call them. Couch tweeters? What's funny? That's, that's the name Edgar put up. Couch tweeters. I've been, it's been couch a while tweeters. since I've been here. You guys have been causing some, there's been all sorts of drama. I haven't caused any drama. You've been stirring it up in here. I didn't stir it up at all, did I, folks? I don't think so. Kind of Let's go see our peeps here and see if we can't get uh, fun Stay out. loyal to the kingdom. Hey, dilly dilly. Those will, be, those will work this week, by the way. Huh? Those will work, I, those well, shirts, because they're white out shirts. I, I didn't wear it on accident. And by oh, you the, this whole, I, this has been the hat I've been wearing since before spring. So that's the 6 1 hat? This is the this is the first hat oh. I, the, uh, the, I think in in the right. hats that we got. Right. This is the good look. This is my good look. Well, let's say good evening, uh, Joey, new daddy. He is Joey, Billy, Billy Joey, new daddy. David and Lord, he is Nat Blaylock, uh, William Meredith, new new somebody new there. So uh, he just took over the whole show. So let's go. Uh, let's say the giving to our people. We're going to get to Dan Mullen. I asked him a question today about. What do you thought about being ranked? And funny thing about it, the press conference was halfway over when no one mentioned it. And I know it's not a significant thing for coaches officially, but to think where he's come from, to be here ranked ninth in the country against a team that's ranked eighth above him is significant. Um, and also uh, about regarding uh, how this team regrouped back in 2000. And five, uh, we talked to him about that. This is the, the, they'd lost to LSU and, uh, LA and, and, uh, let's see, lost like three games or get things are getting kind of hairy and they decided to have a little coaching session in 2005. Dan, um, Dan was called to the house along with Billy Gonzalez and Steve Dazio and Irving Meyer. Basically they redid the offense. They made it over. And Dan didn't go into the details, but in my book I talk about it. They decided they had to do something to adapt the personnel. And that meeting changed things. They went out and beat Georgia, and off they went to a great 2006. So that was significant. So today, when I talked to Dan, it's right behind here. We're going to this right now while you pour the vino. Uh, I talked to Dan and picked up the conversation. Uh, we're talking about uh, that meeting. And then this is what he says about what it's like to be ranked. Back that 2005 year, I think you guys spit some night long nights at Urban's house, revamping the offense. Yeah, I have a fullback and a tight end or something. Yeah, you Sun, I mean, I know Sunday. Um, you know, we played on Saturday, and on Sunday, I got a call like early, probably around lunch. Instead of spending family time, it was come on over to the house. We're going to revamp a whole bunch of things, so we went to the house and spent the rest of the night there. Uh, so really, kind of cut away from the family time some, but. Um, uh, that was, you know, as we were rebuilding the program and, um, you know, and, and we were really learning as coaches. I think you had a bunch of young coaches, uh, on the staff at the time. And, um, you know, I think we, we really, uh, got here, learned, can, you know, you're always learning, you're always getting better, 
but really learned that um, to me as a coach, that coaching is really about putting your guys in a position to be successful uh, and utilizing the personnel you have, not just that you have all the answers with your scheme, is, is how your scheme fits your personnel. Looking back, getting off the plane chomping to now, no one's even mentioned that you're ranked in the top ten. Is it so incidental it's not worth talking about? I mean, it's fairly significant. It's pretty cool. where you are, right? Yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I don't know. We're as good as your last game. So hopefully we'll be ranked in the top ten after this week. Um, if we are, then that's a good thing. And, you, you know, when, when you win games, the next one becomes bigger. The rankings to me, I think, are uh, fun. They kind of make games maybe – you know, it's great for the promotion and the sales of games and making it, you know, a, a, a neat deal that way. Uh, more important to me is where you are at the end of the season because um, that's, uh, you know, if you look at a lot of times the rankings are, okay, I think this team's here, but you really find out what type of team you are at the end of the year and, and you look at where your rankings are at the end of the year. And at what time, what kind of a team are you? I mean, if you're somebody else assessing the Florida Gators, who are the Florida Gators, and what kind of team are they? I think they're a team that is is really learning how to play hard and play together as a team and finding ways to win. I don't think they're a team you point at and say, "Wow, boy, they're they're just this you know smothering, dominating defense or this explosive, high scoring offense." They're they're a team that plays together as a team um, and does what they need to do to win, and they 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 we play that way. Dan Mullen talking about on today's press conference. Uh, all the thing I like about Mullen is uh, he thinks about his answers. He actually tries to answer the question. He's a really good press conference. He's very good. Yeah. And, I think he's interesting. Well, I mean, I don't like to run too many press conferences. You I know. kind of, you know, I was a little bit, you know, I was kind of feeling Monday, like, you know, the nerves of it all the mm-hmm. week. I was feeling Monday. And then I watched, I watched the Mullen presser today and yeah. it felt better. Pretty cool. He's a pretty cool cat. Kind of makes me feel like, you know, I love that meme out there that's uh, he's yeah. got a cigar out there and it's like, I got this. That's how I feel he is. Yeah. He's kind of gangster. Yeah, talking about bravery, I was talking to a good friend of mine and yours who had heart surgery over the weekend. Sorry. Former Marine. Yeah. Uh, well, not former. The always man, Marine. Joe Williams. Well, hey, I'm like gonna, it, like wasn't going to say who it was, but anyway. Well, uh, all right. So my friend. Um, and and he, I was asking him about, was he scared? And he said, no. He said, well, I was in the Marine Corps. He was in Vietnam. He said he was on a, on a helicopter ride. They get ready to drop in and on a nest of the enemy. And uh, he said uh, to the gunnery sergeant, he said, uh, uh, said, what do you do when you get scared? And he said, son, you just act like you're not afraid and you're really brave. They won't know the difference, he said. <laughs> he said some guy from the back from Chicago said, we're all going to be killed. He said it was gallows humor at the time, Marine Corps. But anyway, yeah, that's right. It's uh, He's a very cool cat. I like my coach being cool like that. That's the confidence he exudes on the sideline to his team, which is what you want. So, anyway, that was interesting. And one I, more. Yeah, I, feel, I do. I, you know, you see a lot of yeah. pressers, and sometimes you don't know what you're going to get yeah. with a coach. Uh, money, right. money, money, pressure. And man, get. I love the question. Is this? I hope this is in here. The question that well, we could talk about it later, but that was posed to him, or he, I guess he brought it up, about either being 7-0 and or 6-1. and yeah, this is it. It's funny because the question was, well, I just might push that button, you know? Right. Mark, yeah. Mark Long AP asked him, this is the way to finish. 
we, we all know the potential ramifications of this game. Do you allow yourself to think about that, of what it could do for the program, for everything? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, winning certainly is going to help in a lot of different ways. You know, I mean, it helps with the goals for this year. I mean, it, uh I mean, it's always. I mean, in rivalry games, you want to you you love winning because it's bragging rights for for that year. That's why you know that's what makes rivalry games so much fun for the players and uh, you know, and especially for all the fan bases. And so, um, you know, I mean, I, I understand that aspect of it of being a big game is is. But is one game going to define our season or our program? Probably not. But it's still a lot of fun to go play in it. Have you surprised yourself that you're at this point? Seven uh, games in? Yeah, I mean, if you said, hey, six and one, go into the Georgia game, take it or leave it, I'm, yeah, I might take it. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I would love to be seven and zero, to be honest with you, but um, if you threw that out there, you know, I might, right? Like on like the game shows, you hit the button, right? <laughs> I, 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 might, I might consider about hitting that button right there. Um, and and taking it. So I mean, I, I I'm pleased. I, I, honestly, what I'm most pleased with is how our our team is kind of bought into what we're trying to do. Um, you know, and I, I think the re, I, honestly, I think that results have helped that buy-in. You know, when you you look, at, you know, because they're acting like a football team. They're they're playing hard. They're giving great effort. They're they're you, they're seeing how practice translates to games. You know, they're. You don't see finger pointing going on, you know, of, of, boy, you didn't, the offense or the defense or the kicking or this guy or that guy. You see guys believing in a team concept. and um, You know, so I think the success has helped that, but that's probably what I'm most pleased with. I saw a lot of the comments there for you guys saying how much you love. It sounds so insignificant. I'm glad we have a coach who can talk on the press. He's so good. He's like, ah. Yeah, maybe you know no. six and one. You told me right now. I push that button. Yeah, I, bird in the hand. I'll take that. Yeah. Two in the bush, right? Yeah. I mean, you're new. Your first year, and then he. I think he went on to talk much about how he feels like the team is now finally what they call buying in. They yeah, that they was bought, a big point. Yeah, yeah. They bought, bought yeah, in exactly. Uh, and and, and, and th- this was uh, they finally believe in what we're what we're, what we're mm-hmm. telling them that it's, that. That, uh, that it's going to work. It's going to work out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. for so, sure. I think that was guy. I think we talked about this earlier. Million, sorry, your phone's freaking out, everybody. It does that a lot. I'll yeah. tell you what else, though, and this is something that we can talk about later with Graham um, and with France. Yeah, take this. Here's what I want to say to the Gator Nation Kingdom. All right, what, I remember. You say this. Remember when I used to said, "Oh, ye of little faith." Remember, "Oh, ye of little faith." It's come full circle, my friend. It's come all the way from January to almost November, and now since this show started, it almost doesn't matter how it turns out. I know it does, but it doesn't because it because everything has exceeded expectations, and this is way beyond we all what we all thought would happen, except maybe Jen. We thought we'd be on the feet about that point in time. But I want to say this. If you're one of those people out there, if Florida loses the game and you start talking about the skies falling and oh. Mullen can't recruit and they call play call, I'm going to come hunt you down. Whoa. 
I'm coming for you. Don't you dare do that. And in the, the Tahoe. The sad part in about the Terry Bradshaw it, mobile. The sad part about it is that we'll have some of that. Not as much around here, but in some of Not in the G. I knew, I knew that Felipe couldn't play quarterback. Oh, that was a terrible play call. If he recruited better defensive linemen, he would, it always happens, those negative naysayers, nabob of negativism. And remember, and Mullins talked about this, that, you know, the recruits are really watching right now. We have everyone watching this weekend. So how all of Gator Nation acts, I True. think, as a whole, uh, makes a difference, including what you do with these things. You there know, you go. In your comments. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So stay loyal to the kingdom. Because Let's, the kingdom Say Lord to the Kingdom. This is why this this is why this was written. This was written. For all times. For all times. The good times and the bad and the indifferent. Now you can really get out there and rail on about your gators, all right? Alright. Are you gonna stay loyal? That's the question. That's the question. We're gonna go see I know who is loyal, Dan Hightower. Stay loyal. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. Accident Victim Justice since 1976. Let me tell you about Center State Bank, if I can, while Brendan gets ready to dial up Graham Hall, who will be next. The Minister of Information, by the way, will be joining us. And uh, I want to tell you about Center State Bank, one of our loyal sponsors. And we have our quarterback club preseason meeting that last year over there with uh, with, with a great crowd. And and this is the thing they do over there at uh, at Center State. They're, they get involved in the community. See that slogan? Centered on community and customer service. That's the reason because that building the, the upstairs there because the art gallery and all kind of community events are held there. Meanwhile, there's a bank and they do a pretty good job at that, by the way. There are now uh, 82 locations in 30 Florida counties to serve you. Check that out. Uh, and you can go to centerstatebank.com find out more about their market, about their core values. They're locally market driven. They have a long term horizon on financials. World-class service, relationship banking, and they believe in faith and family. Go to CenterStateBank.com and check it out. Uh, find out why I like the other besides the fact I like to eat their chocolate chip cookies. Shh, don't tell mom. Um, CenterStateBank.com. Mom. Centered on community and customer service. You want to call Graham now? Do one more. Let's no, do. I want to call Graham. Well, I want to do this. No, well, I want to call well, Graham. Let me Can we do it later? My people. My people want to call Graham. They want to call Graham. Those are left. Okay, let's let me get a shout out CD Farms while we're doing it. Make sure Tracy and Chris know we're thinking about them there. CD I Farms. thinking about them. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll put up a picture of them later. Let's go ahead and we'll get them. We'll talk about them in a minute. It's not yeah. like we're not gonna. Love uh, you guys. Love CD Farms. Remember, it's Brendan's fault, Chris. It's not mine. It's not my fault. Don't give him any of that, uh, the fresh vegetables. It's a whiteout! <laughs> Jeez. Oh my goodness. Killing me, folks. Killing me. Whatever. Let's go to the hotline, hotline, the hotline. and the Rent Star split screen, by the way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to tell you about that. Oh, wow. uh, as soon as he comes up, it takes a minute, and that would be doing? the Minister of Information right here. Here, do this. 
I'll do this. There you go. Hey, Graham, what's going on? Hey, Brendan, buddy, how you guys doing? <laughs> doing all right. How are you doing tonight? We're just having a little late night dilly dilly, just getting into Always it. Yeah, seeing you, got... you once again, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Good seeing you today as well. It was uh, good to be back after a very uh, eventful bye week, I would say. Um, <laughs> I had I had a lot of fun, and it was good being back in the building today, you know, and seeing you. And, um, you know, this is a very big, you know, week, top 10 matchup. Obviously, I don't need to tell you guys that, but I don't think um, anyone think it would have this much gravity to the matchup, uh, you know, two months yeah, ago. I like that. Here we are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good questions today, good answers. Uh, Mullen gives good press conferences, and, uh, you know, yeah. they're actually worth listening to. You get something out of them, and I'd like to go back and listen to them afterwards, and there were some good bites we played earlier. One was about the question regarding, you know, can you believe we did a whole half of press conference and no one mentioned they were the number nine ranked team in the country? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, when we talked to some of the players last week and, you know, and, and even Mullen on the SEC teleconference when they came in at, um, number 11 last week, we talked to them about, you know, trying to find an ideal balance between embracing that, you know, underdog mentality while also embracing that, hey, we are, a, you know, a top 15, now top 10 team, and we can beat anyone as such, and we need to have that level of confidence. You know, you want to strike an ideal balance, um, but it was kind of funny that, you know, Dan Mullen, he's a guy who's not going to read too much into rankings, especially before the college football poll, but kind of funny, yeah, like you said, that <laughs> no one brought up that, hey, you're a top 10 team and it's been just what seven games miraculous yeah. uh, we just played the bite where he was talking about if you would uh if you would have been asked at this point uh at the beginning of the season if you want to be seven oh or six and one i and might he, take it yeah he might be taking that six and one right now <laughs> i think any florida fan would and you know i mean a lot of the talk was centered on in the 10 months you know florida would win seven games would win eight games and a lot of that was very confident um, but to see it actually, you know, come to life in front of you and to be at this point, have a winning record by the bye week. Um, I mean, have a, be bowl eligible by the bye week. I don't think anyone, you know, thought that would be the timeline. I think if they, you know, if they got those seven, eight wins in there, it'd be winning those last three games or something like that. And to be right here, bowl eligible at the bye week before October is over. That is something that, you know, I don't even think they could have said that, uh, I guess in, in Jim McElwain's first year, they could have, but. It's something that has become more and more rare around Florida and especially around the country when you look around at transition classes. I mean, look at how bad every other coach not named Dan Mullen is who's at a new program. I mean, that even adds, I think, a lot more um, level of credit if you if you really look at it. Oh, well, I, I, th I, I think what he's done is what, like, take word your words, he's less than, you know, a little less than miraculous. Uh, and uh, to be 6-1, and one, I, that's better than I, I think I thought. Uh, we would be. I thought they'd maybe win seven, eight games. So, um, uh, you know, you go into this week feeling pretty good. What's the recruiting uh, edge look like with this giant weekend with everybody and their mother now coming to to Jacksonville? Sure. I mean, I, you know, I found this out today, and, and Josh Heyman corrected me at it in the beginning of his press conference that I didn't know the recruits couldn't come to Florida, Georgia. Um, I guess that does make sense. You know, with um, you know, having two coaches there, you know that either. Same kids, so they can't yeah. come at all. They can't come as on on an official visit, oh. or they can, they can't be there on an opposing team's sidelines because no team, you know, they can come and be in the stands, but they can't be on the sidelines and they can't be in, on an unofficial or official visit because you got two coaching staffs going at a lot of these kids. And I didn't know that either. 
Um, but it does make sense. The logistics of it does make sense when you really think about it. Um, but, you know, I've been saying this a lot. This is going to be one of those games that I think, you know, seven, eight years down the line, we could be, you know, interviewing a kid and he's a four-star kid and they're saying, hey, you know, I watched Florida and Dan Mullen turn it around in their first year and, and that stuck with me. I became a Florida fan because I, you know, we interviewed C.J. Henderson, we interviewed Brad Stewart. When they became Florida fans and wanted to come to the program was 2007, 2008. That's, you know, there's a whole generation out there that is watching that uh, that game on Saturday and right now is going to play middle school football, but could be the next, you know, four-star defensive back. And so you always have to think about those long-term repercussions for sure. But this could have absolutely massive dividends for Florida if they pull this off. I mean, a lot of recruiting things have been happening recently. Chris Steele decommitting from, from USC. Florida's in it for a lot of guys. They're still in it for Kair Elam. They're still in it for Trey Sanders, Zipperer, Lloyd Summerall. I mean, if Florida can keep winning games and close out some of those kids, they're going to finish with a top 10 class and possibly 10 wins. That's crazy. Yeah. No, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and it's a testament to, you know, Dan Mullen's coaching staff, I think, solely because, you know, there's a few testaments to it. Look at what how Nick Fitzgerald and all of them have dropped off with Joe Moorhead. You look at how little personnel overhaul really has happened. They're not playing that many freshmen. It's still predominantly the 18, 19 starters they had last year. My column on um, this year, uh, this week is really um, kind of how, you know, the last year has been kind of a testament to how far good coaching really goes because you have two programs right now. Georgia is kind of suffering um, with their offensive coordinator. They're having a little bit of a drop off right there. And then Dan Mullen and his coaching staff have taken a team that could almost you know, struggled to win four games last year and turned them into a top 10 team um, in, in less than a year. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people are now looking back and seeing that that 42 and seven win uh, for Georgia last year really wasn't showing how far apart those teams were talent wise, but just how far, you know, how necessary good coaching is for once you get that top talent. Let's talk for a minute about the things that you see. Uh, and here in a press conference that are not generated for public consumption. Okay. Yep. Uh, for instance, and I wouldn't tell the total contents of this because it was somewhat off the record. And that's just what I love about Mullen. Sure. Every other coach I know, the moment the last question is answered is They're sprinting out, out the door. Out right? the door. Mullen, <laughs> yeah. Mullen hangs for a minute and he not only hangs, he comes up to the front there and he has usually his Edgar or Usually it's Mark Long chatting about golf and getting started. Well, today yeah. he did a full five or six minutes talking about a variety of subjects with us, including the call of the, of the play that got his, uh, got his Vosan Joseph, yep. uh, ejected. Now, I don't like to divulge too much. I wouldn't have taped it, but I will say that he didn't really know what the call was. That was his biggest thing. Sure. He didn't really object that much to it. But he did say it needs clarifying. He didn't seem like he was that yeah. opposed to it. But he did seem like he wasn't totally 100% aware that a team foul could knock you out of it. And someone asking what happens if they call a second one on the two teams, he said game over. Yeah. And he was serious about it. Yep. And I, and I tweeted that out, you know, before Steve McLean said that it was off the record. <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, Dan won't say it this up front. Um, you know, once they're in the middle of a game, they can't change the rules. The only thing that coaches want is, like you said, some clarity. And he said that after the game against Vanderbilt was that the only thing he was so heated about was that he, you know, no one would come up to him and tell him that Voshan Joseph was 
you know, kicked out of the game and, and they couldn't restart the game until then. Um, no one would tell him and they just want some clarity for that rule. And then he was also talking about, you know, that if it's a team wide penalty and some guy had previously only, you know, received a, a personal unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, should that guy be kicked out? And then I brought up to, to Dan Mullen and Steve McLean that, you know, in 2007, um, which was probably the high point for Mark Ritt at Georgia, um, when Florida, you know, they go into that game, they go down all the way on the field and they score. And then what does Georgia do? They rush the field. Who can forget that? Um, on the extra point, you know, if that sideline warning rule had been in effect, you know, back then, that entire Georgia team would have got that unsportsmanlike conduct rule. Yeah. That's just showing, you know, Dan Mullen, since he was last at Florida, that is an entirely new rule. So not only are there new rules being added in, it seems that a lot of officials don't do a very good job making clear to um, certain players. I mean, I think if I'm Voshan Joseph and there's two minutes left there and there's not much of a chance that my defense is getting back on the field, if I have an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, I'm leading him back into the locker room. You know, if I'm seeing those guys getting fired up just to get him out of the, get, get him off the field, if he's not even going to come back to the field to play so he can be there for the second half, that's one of those situations where I don't think Dan Mullen even knew it was possible for a team-wide infraction to get him kicked off. And I think that that's something Steve Shaw is going to address with all the coaches once they get together um, in Destin uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, I don't um, – you don't want to hurt your team. That's the thing. Got to be careful about that. Uh, so well, – I'm just curious. I kind of, I kind of want to. I'm talking to Buddy Day earlier. We've got the show. Your Monday, you're thinking about this game. We had a whole bye week to think about this game. Uh, what's your, what's your, what's your offensive game plan? I think going in a little bit. I was curious today when I was. It wasn't at the press conference, but well, uh, I hadn't thought about it much. But now that you brought it up, I, I know they're going to come after Franks. Well, that, they got to come after Franks. You know they're going to be like because they beat us with Franks, right? Go ahead. And we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, they're going to beat us with Franks, and they respect their running game. But they're going to. I think they're going to blitz him. You know, and and you know, Franks has got a chance to head a deep one if they do. And that's where you get the slant routes and the quick throws, whatever. Um, I, offensive game plan is going to be to see what Georgia's going to do on defense. In my opinion, Georgia will play a balanced defense because they respect the running game. I don't know how much they respect Franks. And we'll see, even though he is, as I pointed out today, Graham, he's throwing balls to 19 different receivers, and five of them are in double figures. And even yeah. Felipe was a little bit impressed with that when I told him about it. So the guy has done everything that you could ask him to do, except for that interception he had in the end zone, which is stupid, naturally. Uh, but, I mean, I, if I'm over there, I'm going to say, all right, what am I going to do? I can't get beat by a running game. Uh, surely they must be serious because LSU had problems handling this running game. We had problems yeah. with LSU, so we got to stop the running game. But we're going to oh, have – By the way, Gators beat LSU. Got it. By and the way, I, I think that might have been somewhat forgotten. It seems to be. So I'm saying, and I'll let Graham answer, I'm saying if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm going to respect the running game, and I'm going to fire corners and safeties and linebackers at Franks and try to get him off his feet and try to get him off balance and try to make him throw a bad pick. That's what I would do. Offensively, naturally, I'm going to try to run the ball because that's what Georgia does. And from didn't show the capabilities, Graham. He didn't show that when he got in under pressure – in the end, and got behind, he was done. He was toast. So yeah. I'm sure that the other side is is that not lost on the defense that they're going to have. They're going to go after Fromm too. Yeah, I, I think that if you look at both teams, the defensive game plan for both teams is going to be very similar. I don't think that Florida respects um, the quarterback play of Georgia either. Even though you know Jake Fromm did help lead 
Georgia to the national championship game last year. From what you watch this year, they're doing they're they're having some obvious quarterback issues. Justin Fields has kind of rotated in there, although he didn't come in against LSU. Um, he's it's it's a situation that that I think Florida is going to try and take advantage of. Grantham's going to try and run some very aggressive plays, and I think that uh, George is going to do that as well. You know, Kirby Smart is very very smart. Um, you know, you know, no pun intended on defense. I think that Florida's going to you know expect them to you know blitz the entire front seven at times, run some corner blitzes. Um, make Franks kind of force them into some mistakes. But for both teams, it comes down to scoring early and establishing the run early. You know, I, I'm going to give Florida a little more credit. They pulled off a comeback, an 18-point comeback, and Georgia this year has not shown that they can play without the lead. Georgia is a team that only plays well when they score early and stops the opposition. They definitely struggled against LSU when they gave up some points early and they couldn't get back into their offensive game plan. I think that's where coaching comes into it, and Dan Mullen's experience uh, is going to come in handy there. Florida, if they get the lead, Dan Mullen is much better at playing with the lead than Kirby Smart is playing from behind. So I think that that is a big factor to watch as well. You know, Florida fans over the last three years would gripe about, you know, scripted drives just because mainly they would, you know, indicate a drop-off in the future. But if you're Florida, you need to have an absolutely perfect 10-play, 75-yard drive that takes up, you know, five and a half, six minutes, demoralizes Georgia um, and gives you an early lead. Um, because otherwise, that could be a Georgia team that takes advantage of you pretty quickly. As always, the Minister of Information, spot on his game. We'll probably spot check Spot on your game, we'll, uh, says Buddy Martin. We'll catch you later in the week, maybe, for, <laughs> no, on the flip-flop, as they say, on the way up to the, uh, the 904, okay? On the flip-flop, yeah. dog. You can take that one with you, man. That's an old You can take it with you. You can throw it around all you want. Sprinkle that around a little bit. All right, we got a we got a comic in the house, so I'll I'll let him. I'll let the comic go go do his thing. Talk to you later. Thank you, Graham. See you, buddy. Appreciate it. Buster or something. See, (laughs) white hats. White hats to get frosty. Uh, By the way, let's do right here to uh, hold on. Uh, Right when store right here. All right. While you're doing that, I want to be sure and hold this up. Uh, this card one more time to my friend, yeah. Elaine McKinstry, all the podcasts. This podcast is dedicated to her. Okay. Great job. All right. Thanks, Graham. Uh, yeah, guys. Anytime a pleasure. We'll be, we'll be back. Hopefully I'll give you my uh, prediction later in the week. Uh, yeah. Well, the, please but, do. Can we get it from you Thursday night or Friday? Yep. You got it. All right. Thanks, know. Graham. Thank you, buddy. Either one, guys. Later, Always Graham. Thanks. Graham Hall. Okay. Let's do this real quick. Let's go tell our folks about, um, uh, let's do I want to talk about a commercial here. Appreciate that very much. I want to get a picture of the T-shirt. Brennan's got goodies here. He's got all kind of goodies. This is from Marion County Gator Club, by the way, right wow. here. Marion County Gator Club. It's a it. flag, and that's going to go to somebody. We've got to get out in time for the Georgia game. They're going beautiful orange and blue umbrella. Here's this is this is uh, we got all kind of stuff. There's a blouse in there. These shirts behind you. 
We got stuff. Uh, I can't guarantee the side. We're going to have a drawing tomorrow night for the elites. All right. I'll give you a heads up on it. All right. And, uh, make sure you folks, there's going to be a ton of stuff and you're going to love it. Be wearing it to the Georgia game. All right. This is a woman's blouse, which I think would look fabulous. Probably on your wife. It might be a little big, but, uh, hey, Gator, look at that nice little deal right there. Hold it over. They can see it. They can't see it over there. Yeah. That's been hanging up back there the whole time. And then finally, there's a nice little, oh, a little bottle Whoa, for your juice. BPA free. Thanks not. again to the Marion County Gator Club and, and uh, Mr. Scope, Jan Scope. All right. So I want to tell you about that. And I want to tell you about Rent Star as well before we go to Francis Beard and talk to him. Rent Star is a community conscientious business that does a great job on things like, thank you, like uh, our current program, Scott Brantley Trophy which uh, we have a group of people doing uh conscientious job on it. That's going to be a, a great award to somebody in high school. Um, and uh, you'll hear more about it. We have it in the field. Oh, there, that was awesome. This whole YouTube videos of just umbrellas opening and closing. Sorry about that, Red Star. We did that in the middle of your commercial. Well, so. there's a gator thing, though. Yeah, Red Star yeah, would appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, what they appreciate is they are loyal customers, um, uh, and they appreciate – their community because they've showed it by putting on this first class superior medical research facility here in our community. Uh, and they gather up the data and send it off to national companies uh, to try to help you to solve the problems of certain diseases as Alzheimer's, psoriasis, osteoarthritis, migraines, fibromyalgia, etc. cetera. Uh, and they've been doing this a while, since 1968. Almost 700 trials they've done, always supervised by the FDA, safety closely monitoring them. Information is protected and sent off to a review board, and they send it in turn to the biomedical companies and uh, find ways to treat us in our community. So Rinstar Medical Research, their first-class Rinstar Medical Research facility. You can call them at 352-629-5800. Find out if you'd like to be a part of those. Uh, you can take part in them or go online at uh, www.rinstar.net and find out what they say of Rinstar Medical Research seeking tomorrow's answers to the health questions of today. It's time for the Iron Duke and time for us to go up and get him. Wherever, whatever you know. Duke! Yeah, Iron Duke is there. So is a, we're going to find out since I get my, uh, find out what happened to my. Uh, what you know, happened to it, buddy? You moved the stuff around. I got it. What happened? Who did it? I didn't do it. I have no idea. All right, so here's the what new call. Say? That's the that's the lady we're dedicating all the podcasts. Shout to. out to McLean. Hey, McLean. Oh, sorry. McKinstry. She listens. She's 84, 83 years old. She listens to all the podcasts. And uh Thank her, you. Her her daughter wrote us a nice note. We have and, one uh, listener on the podcast. Uh, more than that. And she's uh, she she says she learns a lot listening to the podcast. Well, tell them about the podcast while I'm doing this. I will tell you about the podcast. Uh basically the podcast is this show. Every day in the morning, generally. Uh, if you don't do Facebook, it's the way to do it. If you don't know. do Facebook, uh, we do the podcast. So BuddyMartinMedia.com has a pod center uh, as well as uh, you can find us on pretty much any player app out there. Tune this in. This is Stitcher. ringing there. That's all it is. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. yeah. iTunes. Just search the Buddy Martin Show. We pretty much the entire first page of Google. And by the way, you can also see on you know, on our Generation Daily News and Buddy Martin Show page and the writings of the Iron Duke. 
The writings of thoughts of the day. The Iron Duke. Fill it up, man. That's what we call him the Iron Duke because he just does it all. Hi, Francis. What's up, Francis? Hello, guys. Hey, Brendan. How's your, how, how's the fam, Bren? The family is good. Stella is in first grade. Um, Carolina is, um, almost done with school. And, um, I pretty much make everyone totally crazy still. Carolina takes care of two babies at home. Yeah, me and Stella. And then uh, uh, I'm just traveling all the time, friends. I'm on the road, baby. I'm on the road like Jack Kerouac, man. Like Big Sur, baby. I'm on the road. Been traveling a lot. How you been, bud? Hanging in there. Another life's a slice. Well, that's good. Well, you've been waiting for this. You got it. Top 10 team, buddy. You've been telling them. You've been telling them. Watch out. Mom's going to get it done. And you got your wish, buddy. Well, it's not so much I got my wish as much as I knew Dan Mullen was going to get the job done. Um, I talked with Shelly Meyer tonight, and she just gushed over it. And she said they had no doubt in their mind when Dan took this job here that that great things were going to be in store for Florida. They thought that he'd win nine or ten ball games at least in year one and we're looking at a at that possibility right now I would say nine is 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 almost certain and I would say 10 or 11 in the regular season looks really really good right now had to be amazed though what's happened now I gotta say we got a room full of believers around here because that's why we have this shirt as Brendan is modeling again tonight. That's why we adopted that a long time ago. You've been a part of this since we started. I'm not taking any credit for oh, it. Oh, yeah, we're taking a whole okay, shit we're taking, credit. we're taking credit for it. But nonetheless, the point is, is that you got to believe in possibilities. But the question I have, and I ask you this uh, uh, tonight, and we'll ask it again later. All these dreams have come true. I mean, everything except being undefeated, and Dan said he'd take that too if he had it, naturally. But... If this community of Gators doesn't appreciate and love Dan Mullen for what he's done this year, and if they start on him, if Georgia somehow wins the game, and that could happen, they're a very good team, then I don't want to hear, well, it's just a matter of time till Felipe Franks went south. Well, Mullen just can't call plays. Well, you know what? If he recruited better, he'd have more defensive linemen. I don't want to hear that, friends, because already – at this point, you've gotten more than you asked for. Well, uh, you know, for the, for those who want to get on the Georgia bandwagon, um, Mark Richt left a loaded, absolutely loaded roster. And what did Kirby Smart loaded do? Loaded for Bear roster. And what did Kirby Smart do in his first in his first go-round with a loaded roster. Now, he made it to the national championship game in year two with that same roster. But in year one, he was seven. And in year one, in 2016, good old Curb was seven and six. He lost to Georgia Tech. He lost to Florida. He lost to Vanderbilt. He lost to Tennessee. He got absolutely skunked by Ole Miss. 
that's with a loaded roster. I would venture to say that Dan Mullen inherited far less. He's six and one, and he's got a really good chance to go 10 and two or 11 and one in year one with far less to work with than Kirby Smart did. So for anybody who wants to think that that good old Curb is the answer and Dan Mullen isn't, I, I got to say, you know, you have rocks in your head. I mean, no, that's insulting to all the people I know with rocks in your head. You have mush. Well, hold on. Hold on. Franz, <clears throat> you and I, I probably had this conversation more times than not because when I lived in Gainesville, we, we went to the Gainesville Health and Fitness. So we had these discussions. And we had this discussion, and I don't know if you remember this, but we had this particular discussion riding to this game years ago. And we talked about how this time of year, you want to have the best damn, uh, uh, you, you want to, you, you want to have Nick Savage basically right now. You, you want to be prepared. You want to be in shape because this is where you're going to get a gut check when you come to Jacksonville. Do you still believe that this is this kind of a game? Oh, it, it always is. Um, it, it's a ball game that throughout the years, for, for so many years, Florida came in with better personnel and Vince Dooley had the answers to Florida. And then it was kind of funny because Georgia had so much, had incredible personnel throughout the 90s. And, Steve, and Stevie Wonder just absolutely owned them. They were his... The, the poodles were his, were his, you know, they weren't even his lap dog. They, they, they had to sit out in the garage in a, in a cardboard box, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, but, but the point is the game has hinged. It's not always about who's got the best talent. It's about who comes in and, and, and gets the team ready to face, you know, to be there, to be in there emotionally, to be in there physically, and to be prepared enough to know your assignments. Uh, I mean, it's a three—it's a threefold process. Well, Mullen said today. He said, and you see the evolution of his conversation. You see the evolution of his of his speech here because he—he seemingly. Like I even thought that either he, when I first saw him talk at the beginning of the year, he was either full of a lot of BS or he's a super transparent. It turns out he's just super transparent. But you know, you see how he, 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 his speak changes about this team, you know, how he feels in that process. Well, Dan, Dan, you know, you just hit the key word there, Brendan. It's called process. And Dan Mullen understands that a season is a process. You know, every week it's it's a it's a 12 game grind. And and your goal is each week to be better than you were last week. You can't get too far ahead of yourself and you can't you can't catch yourself looking at looking behind. The only reason you look behind is to see the mistakes you made and correct them so you don't make them again. I think when he, when we saw him today talking and we played that bite and, and and when we saw him today talking about it, would you would you take the six and one right now at the beginning of the season and you know 
I thought I, I think probably, my because because my it's probably take that. So that's probably, what I'm saying. I probably take that. But the it, game show. But, but I think but I think I would have said. Hell yeah, I take that six and one. But yeah. he's such a competitor in that Kentucky. I saw the pain of the Kentucky loss. I think, kind of in that moment, you know, where I felt like he was really. Uh, 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 he could tell he really didn't. He didn't. That, that's the that's the loss he didn't want to take. All right, let me read you guys well, some numbers, friends. I don't. I'm not big on numbers usually. I don't like them most of the time. But today, as I was sitting there looking at this. I had a couple of thoughts, and I'll share with you and get your reaction. Number one, we we can argue about that one game, which I wish someone would finally go up and do some research on to find out in 1904 what happened, but it's really not relevant. Georgia says uh, they counted, Florida doesn't. But nonetheless, the record, as we know, is depending on whether you're Florida or you're Georgia. Uh, Georgia says 51-43-2 and two in their favor. Uh, Florida says 50-43-2. and two. Uh, and I thought to myself, when I had that number, you know what I thought about it? What would it be if, if not for Steve Spurrier? Oh, gosh. They will never would never, never would have catch him, right? Uh, oh, luckily. No and, yeah. So I think that's interesting. The other thing was that these two teams playing ranked 8th and ninth team in the nation, uh, That that's huge. Uh, they're both ranked in 2012. Georgia was, 12, was number 12. Florida was number 3. Uh, and the upset Florida 17-9, those numbers. But the other numbers that came to mind, or one of them was that it is I looked at Felipe Frank's stats, and I asked him about this, and he commented, which we'll have the cut, the cut tomorrow on, about it. We talk about Frank's. You talk about an offense that spreads it around. If I told you he had 19 different receivers, all right, 19 different receivers, which has got to be as much as anybody in the country, and that five of them had double figures. The one that stands out to me doesn't is not among them. Would you believe, who would you say the one that should be double figures is not? Trevon Grimes. Well, I he's got he's got 11. Oh, does he? I'm I'm not looking at the stats. Uh, yeah. So, oh, Franz, I'm disappointed. You yeah, actually missed but, it. But, yeah, but the point is, uh, it's the you're first right. time you've ever missed any question ever. <laughs> so Van Jefferson has 19, by far the leader. Okay. Get and you got there. Freddie Swain, who by the way is playing great, tied at 11 with Trayvon Grimes and Tyree Cleveland, who's having a good year. I didn't know Tyree caught that. I guess he caught about six the other day. And then you got uh, Josh Hammond, who's been a bit of a surprise. The guy who's only got nine is Kadarius Tony. Yeah. I would have thought he had 15 by now, wouldn't you? Well, you, you would think so. But, you know, the, they're, they're starting to get him more involved. Here's a stat for you since you want to talk about the passing game as well. Florida is averaging 13.55 yards per catch this year. Last year, they averaged 11.35. And the year before, eleven point six four. And the you know, this is this is, you know, two yards may not sound like much, but it's huge when you're talking about average per catch. You mm-hmm. want to talk about average per pass attempt? Florida is averaging seven point nine per attempt. That's the most since one Tim Tebow averaged nine yards per attempt in two thousand nine. France, off the stats and off the records, 
or as far as I'm concerned, one of Felipe Franks' best assets is the fact that he doesn't seem to care or not care, but doesn't seem to be affected by negative play that he's easily, he, he tunes, he, it, he, out. He tunes it out. Like, like, you know, he doesn't, he hits a bad shot and he can come back and, uh, you know, make birdie, birdie, birdie. So he seems to be a guy, uh, games like this uh, is how much of that is an asset, especially playing in a neutral site. Well, Jacksonville's not that neutral. It's fairly more gator. Well, here's, here's the thing that, that, it is last year, Georgia knew that if they got in, in Felipe Franks's head early, they would stay there the whole game. Yeah. Georgia, A, doesn't isn't going to get in his head and B, they don't have the personnel they had to get into his head like they did last year. This is not the Georgia team of last year. And and, you know. I am still amazed that the media continues to be duped by, you know, they're ranked number number seven in one poll and I think number eight in the other, or six in the other. And this is a team that if Ella, if Coach O doesn't go conservative in the red zone, Coach O beats them by 40 points instead of 20. But Coach O went, went, conservative in the red zone against them that that should have been a monumental blowout that 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 moved them out of the top 15 this is not the same georgia team now that's not to say they can't come out there and play a great ball game against florida they're capable of doing it uh but what i'm saying is is this isn't the same georgia team and it's a far superior florida team than the one Georgia beat 42-7 to last year. Vastly, you know, we're talking about a pendulum that has really swung. All right, Francis, the Gators are a six-and-a-half-point underdog, and we'll see. We won't ask you for your pick. Wait till Not yet. We'll wait until on Friday, but are you, how, how are you feeling on your bones right now about it? Uh, I like Florida a lot. A lot. I like Duke. Florida a lot. I like them a lot too, Franz. I think I, I I'm going back to the conditioning thing. I think um, I think I think a lot of uh, bigger teams that get a lot of run have a, a little bit uh, softer athletes. So uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you I'll tell you one of the biggest reasons I think Florida is going to win this game. Did you watch the way LSU put the pressure on Jake from State Farm in that ball game? Uh, I got to tell you what he was, they rendered him into a very average, very average quarterback. And I got to tell you what they, you know, Florida is much better off the edge than LSU. LSU really doesn't have a great edge rusher on that ball club. Florida can run three or four guys out there that are better than any edge rusher LSU's got. Not to mention the fact that you gotta know that Todd Grantham is looking at this game and salivating, and there's nothing more that he wants than to embarrass Georgia. It's only Monday if the Duke has got his game face on, man. That's uh, you know, it's getting uh, it, it's it's uh, it's, like I said when I opened the show. If you can't get your your blood up this week. You need to go see your cardiologist because this is the one 
This Especially game, with a bye week. You come, you come so out of a bye week and you're already like hyped up because you don't, you know, you, you didn't win or lose and you're ready, you're ready for the next week. I, th- this is huge. This game was already always meaningful. It got, it just got much, much bigger than we thought it was going to be. Uh, and now it's, it is know, a party. I mean, not only that, but now you're going Cock from, you're going party. from Florida having a chance to having a puncher's oh, chance no, to having fine. a good chance. Uh, and, uh, and, and what this game means now to the winner. I mean, it changes everything about the landscape of the SEC if Florida wins on Saturday. So anyway. It breaks out everybody. All right, one, Francis. This is the one thing I'll say about it. All right, Georgia, final comment. Go ahead. Georgia controls its SEC East destiny. Florida has to have help. Georgia controls theirs. Kentucky controls theirs. Florida has to have help. Yeah. Florida can beat Georgia. Florida can beat Georgia, and that would eliminate the Poodles. But the Poodles have got to beat Kentucky because Kentucky's got to beat Missouri on the road. Now, that game, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, boy, Missouri's got a chance in this. But then I look, and Drew Locke has thrown one touchdown pass against SEC Opponents. He's thrown 15 against non-SEC opponents. Well, guess what? Kentucky's an SEC opponent. That doesn't bode well. George, Florida, you know, I, I'm going to be put into the humiliating position of needing to pull for Georgia. And I got to tell you what, that's that's as humiliating a position as there is. Florida's got to beat Georgia, and then I must pull for the Poodles. And I'd rather pull for ISIS. <laughs> You're out, you dude. Go. You're, you, go. you go out on that comment. You just walk. Francis getting his game face. By Friday, he'll be running that through the walls. That was rad. <laughs> ISIS. You want to go. Your blood pressure is good. You want to go to bed. Hey, all I can say is remember. I am not worthy. I am not remember worthy. Remember 2008? I'm not worthy. timeouts in the last minute? I was talking with Shelly Meyer about that today, and Shelly, and Shelly, Shelly, I, I thought she was going to bust a gut. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> she remembered that so well. Oh, oh my! All right, you friends, what, we'll talk you to you. Do you know what the ultimate, the ultimate dream would be? Florida scores with 12 seconds to go to make it 99 to nothing. Goes for two, makes it, kicks on side recovers, throws a Hail Mary on the last play of the game, and it's caught. That's the ultimate dream, baby. 109,000? 109 to nothing? That would be 107 to 107 nothing. 107 nothing? Dilly dilly, buddy. Friends, we'll talk to you like a thousand more times before this game. So dilly dilly, bud. sleep well. Talk to you Thank soon. You. You're awesome. And, yes, I did use an 80s reference. You are rad, my friend. <laughs> rad it's a white out friends it's a white out don't give me your curse crap i have i haven't been called rad in, in <laughs> rad the and, last person that called me rad was bar nobles in savannah georgia in 1972 oh <laughs> it's time to go now you two are just tearing it up good night, All right. Thank good night you. Fr- hey friends time for us to do another show together oh, probably All right. good night friends Howdy see you buddy my friends my friend yeah. It's my buddy, Franz Beer. 
All right, folks, the picture of people are all stoked, still going. We'll stay on a couple of minutes here. Let me tell you about a couple of things well, first. Can you turn though. this off? Well, you can do that while I'm telling them about City Farms. Mm-hmm. I want to tell people they're getting ready for action there at City Farms. Our friends, uh, Tracy and Chris, and, you know, it's fall. They get ready to have some fall crops and some things that they have a terrific greens and things. They do. Tracy does a nice little basket of, of uh, fresh veggies and stuff. But meanwhile, uh, you should be getting some good beef and pork out of there, too. Of course, many people take their own animals there, their, their pigs and their cows and what have you, and have them raised and pasture fed, and they have a custom meat packer, and, and they provide uh, – uh, all that great meat for the for the winter months. So if you don't know about City Farms and Tracy and Chris, you see them right there. Uh, there's some dishes she makes with peppers. i got to get some of that. Um, and uh, you can uh, check them out. Go to cdfarmsflorida.com or City Farms um, Facebook page, City Farms Facebook page, and find out about this terrific farm up in um, Archer where uh, they grow good things. All right? City Farms Florida. Also, while I'm talking about food... I need to get my. What? There it is. Dude. Mark's Prime. I went there Friday night. I didn't have that. I was ready. You were. You had it. You're all over it. You were um, not prepared. You wonder why you go to a place like that. You go because ambiance is a big part of it. You know, you want to make sure that you, uh, you have, you're well served and good, good service and good food. And they got great wine cellar there. And uh, there's very fresh seafood there. There's shrimp cocktails about as good as you want to eat. By the way, we always get one of those along with our, our steaks and stuff. So check them out. There are two locations to serve. You want to know Cala, you call 352-402-0097 or in uh, Gainesville, 352-336-0077. Uh, you can go online to MarksPrimeSteakhouse.com. Find out why people talk about the ultimate dining experience. Mark's Prime Steakhouse and Seafood, Ocala and Gainesville. All right. And we'll say with that, reminding you that Jen Lay and the Tupperware, our good friend Jen. If you got a new picture up there tonight, I put that in the service center set up there. Um, and uh, if you need some items for, for instance, uh, you take her comment down. Um, we can, uh, uh, if you want to go on time, check out some of the things they got all kinds of summer dish there. But she has things for the fall. And if you need some good gifts for Christmas, you can go shopping there on those sites. My Tup, my is generally my dot couple dot com. Let me give you my radio place. It's www.genlay.mychupperware.com. Thank you, Brendan. Don Hardo Tupperware. Tupperware. All right. dot. Or you can go to Tupperware Gen on Facebook. What is the It's a perfect place to go and find something you can serve a tailgater spread this the rest of this fall. Tupperware by Jen. All right. I think that will take care of our commitments uh, for the night in terms of financials. Thanks to everybody for appreciate you all supporting the show. Uh, I want to mention the Colcata Quarterback Club. This Wednesday night, David Lamb will be in the house. David Lamb, always popular around here. We'll have a large crowd for that. And if you have any desire to be a part of the Quarterback Club where we have some interesting things like the Scott Brantley Trophy, Going down. What do you do with all your things? You lock them all yeah, and all just, your stuff. You know what? I'll run it if you don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, well, please run it because I don't know how to. Uh, everything's locked and yeah. weird and I can't make it work. Yeah, I'll get it for you. Yeah, see? See? Mm-hmm. You can't make that work either. Oh, uh, you locked it. Uh, no, no, you locked it. Anyway, uh, it's like somebody going in your kitchen, you know, when you 
give us stuff. It's not it's locked. Like someone going in your Tupperware. It's not. Since you're looking by the, the way, it's not. And it's still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you got now? Oh, open. it's called open dry, Brendan. You taught me. You should know that. Open dry. Yeah, the top. That's what. We're going to talk later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, let me just tell you about this one. Item. Wait, wait, no, no, no more things. We're done with the things. I'm going to talk about Scott Brownie Trophy. I'm proud of it. Holy cow! Uh, it's I mean, the last twenty minutes. I thought we were going to talk. You know, and, you like, don't finish up the show. You don't you know? do. I didn't know we were going to go you another don't thirty do. minutes on like. You don't do things. Never mind. All right. Okada Quarterback Club. There's a couple of guys that support us big time. Frank Cannon uh, and Danny Williams who will help us. The Scott Browning Trophy. We'll have more information later in the week on that. Named after our well-known member of our community, Scott Browning. Uh, we're working on it now. It's going to be terrific. We're going to have a big event coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. The Okada Quarterback Club. All right. Now, you have any final thoughts? Well, oh, yeah. Um, no, I don't have any final thoughts. It's Monday. What are the final thoughts? It's not a final thoughts kind of situation. I just felt like that Dan Mullen really made everybody who, like myself and probably David Sutercrist. Is he happy tonight? Because usually he's not. No, I'm, call, I'm saying David's probably, you know, like me, he's a little on edge on Monday. You know, we're edgy. It's Monday. So, that um, says no sound. I don't know why you have no sound. Oh, no sound? You sure you have something locked? No. Are you there? Can you hear it now, Lynn? No. Should be able to. Well, uh, hold on. I'll tell you if it's. Well, we have sound. I see sound, and it's right there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so if you don't have sound, then whatever. See, yeah. You're Too many there. fireballs, Lynn. Whatever, Lynn. Uh, Soda Crisp, you're always happy. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, CJ. What's up, Lynn? Refresh your page, dog. Anyway, um, got buddy all freaked out. Um, I, I'm a little bit nervous. I was a little nervous about today. You know, I mean, it is Georgia and it's the, you know, it's, it's Jacksonville. It's the whole thing. It's the, you know, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's the, the whole deal. Uh, but I enjoyed watching, uh, the Dan Mullen press conference. I think he's the guy that makes you feel pretty good about a Monday before a Saturday game. No. Yeah. I was going to ask, I was thinking about that or talking. I seen that and Michael and, and Tony and David are on here. I was going to ask a question. We'll start it tonight and finish it off tomorrow night. Fair enough. More about this. What's your earliest recollection recollection of hating Georgia? Mine? Uh, this is a general question to everybody. To everybody. Well, you what already your, told mine. You already you you not, told not, my story not before. Everybody knows it though, and uh, you know, no one takes down every note and remembers everything. What's your earliest recollection of having? Of having a disdain for Georgia, and how did you express it? Okay, That's great parenting, by the way. You teach me how to hate. It's yeah, great, right? Uh, it's very simple. I don't have a lot of memories of New York because I was the youngest, but we were in uh, Chappaqua. No, nope, uh, we're in St. Petersburg. We were in St. Petersburg. Let's see, you want me to tell it because you were too young? No, I don't want you to tell it because then you're going to screw the memory up, and it's my memory. Right. In my memory, because yeah. actually, actually, it probably reoccurred. Probably the first time I pick up the memory is in Chappaqua. Don't let the facts get in the way, but go ahead. No, I, the, probably the first time I remember saying it and saying it with you was in Chappaqua, when, which I was probably five or six years old. Now, I may have said it prior to that. Age but, two and a half. Okay, well, I don't remember two, buddy. Thanks. That's why I'm here. 
So, I mean, it's like the worst to tell a story in this family. All right, so. Well, you tell yours, when and I'll I tell pick, mine. I don't want, everyone heard your version. My version's oh, better. Okay. So, I'm in Chappaqua, and, uh, uh. Not Chappaquiddick, da- Chappaqua. It's not Chappaqua. Not Chappaquiddick. This is what you do to me all the time. You can't take it's it. It's not Chappaquiddick. As, I'm just talking about the fact. Okay, here it is. You're sitting on the bed because Joni wouldn't let you watch the game. No. In the living room. Even though you were the... For all those times. Joey, this is for baby Joey's, Joey's I'm, baby. I'm going to start cursing. So Joey! Let's see your baby. Like, real baby? Yeah! Yeah! How's it feel, Brando? Yeah! Yeah! All right. You see where it finally comes from. You I finally like see where it comes from. You see where it comes from. Anyway, I'm, uh, you're, you're sitting in the, uh, the bed, the mattress is the blue mattress with the flower, or the blue mattress covers with the flowers. You're watching the TV that we had the porch right there, mm-hmm. uh, off the back. And I climb to the bed. And uh, watch uh, Florida, Georgia. I mean, this is like, I don't know what year this is. I guess I'm probably six. It's your story, not 74, mine. 74, so this is 1981. 1980, 81. Yeah, because we didn't move to Colorado until 82. So this is circa 1980. Yes, yeah, 1980. And uh, I say nothing. I wasn't too. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. I don't even recall it at all. I don't remember anything about it. Lynn, see Lynn's comment. What? <laughs> I just pissed myself. Lynn, you're a professional. They loved it. Lynn, you're a professional. Yeah, there you go. That's you're a professional. And I'm yeah. gonna, and I'm gonna. Boys are out tonight. I'm gonna post that for you, Lynn. Uh, <laughs> so I had basically come up. Apparently, when I was the age of two, story, I come. Buddy. I've come. I've came up with this. Uh, the saying with you, which you taught me how to hate things. And uh, the first thing you taught me how to hate was the chore. Well, I mean, I understand. I teach Stella how to hate the bulldogs. Uh, and uh, so I sat on the bed and I sat there and I crowed during the game. Go! Gators! Hey, don't screw it up. Don't. You just screwed it up. I thought you were done. Like, that's not even cool. I thought you were done. Between you and I, How that long? is not cool. How long is the What the game? hell are you doing? You did that? Like, even that, that's not good. That. He doesn't like it. Isn't no, you, 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 the, the, the Go Gators. He doesn't like it. The horn, the clown horn. I'm not going to do it now. Okay. That's fine. Childhood memory crushed. Mm-hmm. Forever. Forever crushed. Well, there you go. I'm a I'm a childhood crushing kind of guy. That's what I do. All right, just to get just just to, so you can have your moment, which by the way was too much cowbell. That's for a baby joke. No, George, no, it was George too Bell. it was too much cowbell. I can do the bad I want to do. <sighs> Clearly, they would leave the comedy to me. Um, go, Gators! Not you, Georgia. That's it. I don't remember the two-year-old part of it. Okay. I remember the five-year-old part. Okay. I don't remember the two-year-old hate fest that you taught me about, but I yeah. do remember. Swastikas all over you and everything, yeah. Yeah, we it's were a horrible hate, person. Hating it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
If there's anyone watching, I'm sorry. Uh, 38 people. <laughs> no. I'm glad to bring you an informative show tonight, folks. We'll all agree Brendan got his comeuppance tonight, right? Thank you. Yeah, we did. Do you, have, do you even have a close? Tell the people. Like, well, right down here. You Tell want the people what? For you? We'll Tell see me. you tomorrow. They'll see you tomorrow. Tuesday. Of course. We'll see you every night right here. Well, yeah. Good night. Where's my I, girl, Arlene? I want to say good night. Well, I have it here. Check out the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's good. Nice job. It's time to go. See what happens when you go and get your father? That's what happens. <laughs> Things happen that shouldn't happen. Give it to me.